Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today's podcast, poorly adjusted football fans, an assistant coach ghosts Nick Saban, and why the Walmart wine in a Pringles can woman is an American hero. Welcome to Yahoo Sports College Podcast, another off-season edition. I'm here, Dan Wetzel, joined by Pat Forty. Pete Thamel was supposed to join us live from the uh, Senior Bowl, but he forgot his podcasting equipment. <laughs> That's an automatic kangaroo cord vine there. I, this is not surprising. The guy no. can't even read the, the three-sentence text, usually, <laughs> to preview the show. Which often consists of things like, let's make sure we talk about the Ohio State game or something like that. Like such in-depth. So, of course, he would go and forget his entire body. Or this is an excuse. Could be. A little brown bottle flu hit him or something like that. (laughs) He's out in Mobile. I do have to say, though, he is, uh, for a podcast that is known for being unprepared, he is the least prepared element of it. Well, you don't even bring the microphone. I mean, that would be, Lower Alabama can take you down now. It can. I went to the Senior Bowl last year and came back literally weighing more than I've ever weighed in my life, so I know what happens down there. We're underrated part of the the country. Yeah, a lot of eating. And that they call themselves L.A., Lower Alabama. (laughs) that's right not the la most of us think about but it's their own world they're in their own world (laughs) down there go to the floor of what's it the florabama on the line the florabama yep the saloon there yeah on the florida alabama line on that 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 gulf coast area can get hopping yes i think that's uh, a couple hours over over from mobile but it's it's a place i've been there i think clay travis has stated that the the florabama bar uh, is yes. responsible for one quarter of the out of wedlock uh, children produced in the South. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Certainly possible. Uh, Shout out to the Florabama. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we don't need Pete and his senior bowl insight. Sounds we too don't. football related. That's right. Uh, football world right now, Pat, is consumed with officiating and overtime. That's yep. all it's about right now. And that, while it is NFL related, I'm going to bring it up. Even though this is a college podcast and we know college football never deals 
with officiating or overtime controversies or overly passionate fans that try to get like the civil courts involved in the result of it. We know college football fans would never act so irrationally. Never. 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 Um, this just doesn't happen. So let me start with this. Uh, one item is overtime. Uh, in the NFL, they flip a coin, team gets the ball, you score a touchdown, you win the game. If you kick a field goal, the other, you have to kick off to the other team and they can score. If the defense scores in any way, a safety or anything, they automatically win the game. Um, and that's how it does. Now, we had two games, conference championship. The Saints won the toss, got the ball. Of course, you always accept the ball, except one time. I can't remember what it was. Marty Morningweg, maybe, when he was a Detroit Lions head coach, <laughs> chose to receive. That's, that's a career killer. It was a, he had a strategy. I don't know what that strategy was. It did not work. But anyway, <laughs> you could because you're going to get the ball. You could get the ball back. But anyway, um, Saints got the ball, did not get down there, and the Rams obviously went on, kicked a field goal, and won. In the second game, uh, the Patriots got the got the uh, the coin toss, and Tom Brady went right down the field, scored a touchdown, and the Patriots win, and uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs didn't get it. So there's a bunch of things. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, the NFL should go to the college uh, system, which we all know, 25-yard line alternating. What do you think is the best way to settle a football game? That needs to be settled. You know, boy, I don't really love either the college or the NFL. Uh, they both have flaws to me. Uh, in the NFL game, obviously, I, I I do think it's wrong that the offense for both teams doesn't automatically get to touch the ball. I think that that should be a minimum baseline. Uh, in the college game, I don't like the fact that basically the kicking game is taken out of it other than field goals, but there's no punting game. There's no real field position strategy whatsoever. Uh, so I, I would probably like to see maybe maybe this, maybe just you play 10 minutes, period. You, you don't just play till first score. It's not sudden death, but you play a 10-minute overtime quarter. I know – the pros, it really, colleges don't want to do it either, but the pros don't want to do it because they, they don't want to play a full OT and then, you know, have to turn around and play again the next week. But I like that idea more. It just doesn't seem right to have Patrick Mahomes not even get a chance in an overtime period. I, I had one reader suggest to me, I, this was interesting, I'm not sure it fully makes sense, but that the coin toss before the game is also the coin toss for overtime so that the teams know in advance, okay, like if you're the, if you're the, the Chiefs, we've got to try to win regulation because the Patriots are going to get the ball in overtime. You're not, you can at least game plan that at the end of regulation. Uh, I don't know. I don't like, again, I, I don't like necessarily either of the strategies. One, I'd say play a full 10 minutes and see what happens there. What do you think? So you'd have to run the clock out. No matter what. I mean, look, the, pay, the NFL playoffs, you have to have a winner. Can't have a tie. Right. Uh, right. The regular season, the NFL is fine with a tie. They don't want it, but they have it. Now, what I find interesting is the NFL, the players have a voice. The union is involved. College football, you have no voice at all. So right. you have these games that are incredibly fun to watch. 
seven overtimes. We had that the LSU Texas A and M game. Yeah, I mean they're incredibly fun for the for the viewer. You get like an extra hour and a half of just like nutcase football or whatever it is. <laughs> However, we do have to acknowledge this is not very safe for the players. I mean, these guys, right. it was like 180 plays. I mean, this is crazy. Okay, so um, doing that, I don't like the 25-yard line thing because it's just about red zone offense. Like, the right. Patriots had to, yeah, the kicking game matters, and they had to drive the ball. They completed three third and tens and to get there, yep. and it was an incredibly mesmerizing and fraught thing. Um so they have to have a solution. I guess I would like in the NFL to say, okay, Patriots score a TD. They have to kick off, and the Chiefs get one chance. In that case, yep. you would win the toss and go second because you right. then know whether you need a touchdown or a field goal. And B, if your defense gets that stop, you're going to get better field position on a punt. From yep. like If you get them three and out from the 25, 30-yard line, boom, you're getting the ball at the 40 instead of your own 20 or so. So – that would change it. I think I would rather have that. I think I'd, I'd like to see that, particularly for the playoffs. I don't really care about that regular season. And I know then it's like, what, one tie could keep you out of the playoffs. But um, I think for the pl- – I would have liked to see Mahomes get his, get his shot. And I think that's a little fair. Sure. But this is sports, okay? This is – there's no good way to do the, some of these sports. It's why we have judging in boxing and combat sports, which everyone hates. But what are you going to do? Let the guys beat on each other until one guy is knocked out? Like – you know, at some level, you have to save the fighters. Soccer. We have the, the World Cup is the most popular thing in the entire world. Most popular sport. And the two best teams can play, and they settle it on a gimmick. PK. Yeah, right. You know, and it's not even your number one guy. You, you know, you get down to your seventh, eighth person who doesn't normally take penalty kicks. And this is how we decide it. They decided that my daughter's games in, in, in tournaments and stuff, and it's like crazy. Like, you know, 10 years old, you got to hit a PK. They're, cr- they're crushed when they <laughs> miss. And it's like, oh, no. Like, nobody wants it. But you can't run these guys forever. Um, NHL does a three-on-three during the regular season. They go three-on-three, which is a gimmick, but at least it's full ice hockey. It's pretty fun, five minutes. And mm-hmm. then they do penalty shots. Again, a gimmick. In the playoffs, they just play it till you drop. Uh, so it's kind of a tough deal. I don't think there's a perfect solution. I do think making New England kick off to the Chiefs would have been a better deal. But if you just keep playing, like that Kansas City defense was gassed. They had played 94 snaps against, 94 and 96 against Tom Brady. Same thing in the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Atlanta, 99 snaps. Like they, they just were gassed, and I don't know you. You know you could conceivably just have the offenses go back and up and down the field, um, and they don't want that. So I, I don't know. I it's it's there's no good way to do some of these sports. It's just the nature. Well, of the sport. you know what? You're right, and that gets to one problem with I think, and maybe it's a good problem. But people care so much about football and want it to be oh. perfect and fair that that there's always this dissatisfaction with the way football is run uh i think maybe there's just an an intolerance for imperfection uh with football fans and everybody's always searching for the way to make it just right and just perfect and fair 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 and i'm just not sure that's that's possible and maybe there just has to be a resignation to that or an acceptance of that by fans but when you end up on the losing end of that you know kansas city fans sure don't want to uh to resign themselves to that. And boy, oh boy, New Orleans fans don't want to resign themselves to an imperfect game. 
Yeah, even though they gave him the chance in overtime. We'll get to the officiating. The thing about that Chiefs game was Mahomes had a chance. Um, Mahomes had a chance. Or they had 10 seconds. They could have played one last pass for Mahomes. Right, in right. regulation. And, and Andy Reid said, no, let's just – let's not risk the pick. Um, yeah. And, it and was interesting. They did not throw into the end zone, which, they threw which surprised once me. over. Mm-hmm. And then and mm-hmm. the way the New England was – you couldn't see it on TV, but the way the defensive alignment lined up, they basically mm-hmm. were all lined up on the goal line. Yeah. They, had, they yeah. were in a rush four, and then it was like seven on the – so they're like, go ahead. You're not – we'll tackle you inbounds. You're not getting in this end zone. So there's a yeah. little bit of that. All right, the officiating. Now, this is what has gotten absolutely – uh, nuts. Obviously, the the call, the the no call on the pass interference in New Orleans was one of the worst non calls you will ever find. Not only yeah. was it pass interference, it was helmet to helmet, um, right? Which was you know funny. It was like, no, there was no contact on the play other than when the guy got concussed. Like other than that, like he's in concussion protocol. I think you know. Um, so uh, Saints fans have absolutely gone ballistic. Uh, we have uh, a lawsuit has uh, been filed, of course, because we needed the lawyers to get involved. Uh, <laughs> Saints ownership is whining. Everyone's clamoring for rule changes. Uh, all this different did, stuff. Did you see amongst the lawsuits was filed was one calling for the teams to come back and play the finish over again? Yeah, play it again. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that one. Uh, that's you know, not grandstanding at all. There, there, that's, you, that's, I don't know if you've met a Louisiana judge before, Pat, but <laughs> anything could get ruled here. Uh, um, it's it's quite a legal system they got there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, come on, really? We're gonna we're gonna do this? Uh, look, terrible call, but t- uh, yeah, I just this idea of fair. I always tell my kids, right? There's no such yeah. thing as fair. It's this concept that people want. There's no fair in the world. Yep. You know, I it's that it stinks. You lost your Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but it's a human game, and the guy didn't make the call. And there were a million other non-calls. Like, I even saw. I just find it. I'm just tired of it. I even the other day, Andy Reid on Monday was talking about. Well, there was a there was a a pass. Uh, there was a roughing the passer call on that. Brady only got hit in the shoulder, not in the head. Okay, missed the call, bad call, but that's a really hard thing to pick. And then he goes, the offsides, where the, the linemen lined up offsides. He goes, normally the ref will come over and warn the, the coach to tell the player. And in that part of the <laughs> game, why they would call that play. He was upset about that. Are you kidding? So now we're down to don't call the penalty when there's a clear penalty because you should warn us that your player is a clear. Like not even a that is not a judgment call. You look down the line, he's over the line of scrimmage. Period. The end. It's not controversial. Right. It's not. I mean, and give we me got a whining about this. Like, come on, man. Like he he was over the line. It was. I mean, if that if he doesn't, like, every, yes, the Chiefs win the game. Literally, the Chiefs win the game. Yeah. And people are now yeah. going. Tom Brady is too old. Gronk couldn't catch the ball. He blew the game. I mean, right. everything's changes. But you know what? If, a, you know, like that's football. If Sante Samuel catches a sure interception in the Super Bowl against the Giants, Patriots go 19-0. and 0. Like these yeah. things, ha- this is what happens in football. Gronk gets, you know, they, they want to do instant replay. And this is where college fans should be concerned because anything they do in the NFL will seep down. 
instant replay on pass interference. Now, how is that going to work? Like the Patriots could line up Rob Gronkowski wide and run him down the field. He will be interfered with. Rob Rob Gronkowski gets interfered on every single play. There's no other, or he is wide open. There's no other way to defend him. And so how they could just do it and then throw the, throw the challenge flag. That's 18 yards for Gronk. Third and long, just run, just put Gronk over. I mean, it would completely change the game. It's like holding, like, guess what? They're going to hold Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl because you got to hold him or you're (laughs) going to, I just, and in college, every play is reviewable. The refs could just, they would stop the game every time and be like, did it, was there a pass interference here? Was, I mean, he's big, they got five guys going out. Five, you'd you'd have to watch every, you have to rewatch every play for five different cornerbacks trying to guard five receivers in college football looking for pass interference it's going to be every play it sounds like a horrible idea no it would be a disaster to try to review pass interference I mean or uh or holding for that matter because as you said I mean you could basically you could call it every single play the only way you could possibly do it is if you limit to like a one-time challenge per per half or something like that so that you would have to pick your spot to do it but even then I would not be in favor it's way too hard to call the two hardest calls that I have seen in officiating period are football and basketball charge block and pass interference yeah. some of them are just going to be wrong because it's a really hard call to make there's usually you know pushing on both sides when it's a, a pass play it's very hard to tell is the guy set or is he cut you know in, in basketball you can't open that up to review games last too long already you don't want to add another layer of officiating decisions beyond the snap judgment they've got to make on the field at that point in time and sometimes you just got to live with a bad call obviously yes i agree that was a terrible call at a terrible time but Pass interference is hard. That one wasn't particularly hard, but it is. And if calls are going to be missed, they're probably more likely in that area than in anything else. And that's my biggest problem, it seems like, with fans today. I don't know whether it's come over from the political arena or what. It's just an inability to accept a defeat without alleging bias, corruption, conspiracy. Sometimes you just lose, man. It doesn't mean that Roger Goodell is out to get you. It doesn't mean the SEC office is out to get you. And what do those two things have in common? Fans in Louisiana, by the way. These are James Carville's people. (laughs) The LSU people are also the Saints people. I I think we might have a a commonality there. Carville. Sometimes you just lose. I don't know whether Carville's weighed in on the the Saints situation, but I wouldn't be shocked if he Don't antagonize him. Or actually do. We love (laughs) Carville. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um. Yeah, and it's also like this. I don't. I don't know what it is. I'm sure they're playing off the media, but it's like, and it's like, if you lose, you've 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 had like your firstborn murdered on you. Like the over. <laughs> I don't know whether it is the Cubs fans, the suffering, or the Red Sox. Oh, the suffering right. ball went through Bill Buckner. My my life almost ended. Like, huh. I get it. I get it. You pour your heart into this team. You spend tons of hours doing it. But at some point, like, you would just have to accept it. We've seen, uh, you know, Michigan fans, that Ohio State, like, the, the you know, 
the, where they spotted the ball on that fourth down. Like, talk about a hard oh. one. Spot the ball in the middle of that pile. And then there's 73 camera angles, including the damn Goodyear blimp <laughs> with yeah, HD cameras. Right. And they're like, well, I think he's off by six. Look, I mean, what do you expect out of this, right? Until they put a little chip in there, you know, and even that, like that, like they do it in tennis, the Hawkeye in tennis. But even that thing can be a little off. You know, I'm fine if they do that. But what do you want out of these people? But, you know. We're going to find out where the officials are from. Um, the Kentucky fans went after John Higgins. Uh, yeah. Remember, you know, his business got trashed. I mean, the guy, you know, like he's trying. Um, and, of course, the, you know, the the uh, Saints are trying all this stuff and people are all over these refs. And, yeah, the bias. It was last year, I think. I think it was last year. I think it was that was when Brady served the suspension or was it two years ago? Two years ago, I Two think. Years. Okay, well, late in the year that Brady served this, his deflate gate suspension. Yeah. The Pats got some call in that playoff, and everyone's all over social media. The NFL loves the Patriots. are trying to make sure Tom Brady gets the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, they, really? sus- they took the best player in the league to federal court so they could suspend <laughs> him for a quarter of the season, and they are at a decade-long war with the head coach. I, the yeah. call maybe have been pro-Patriot. But I can assure you, the league office is not sitting around going, how can we prop up that Tom Brady so next week Roger Goodell's got to hand all these questions about how stupid he is with Deflategate. Like, come think. (laughs) They don't want to think. It's easier to say there's some nefarious thing at work here, you know? Yeah, or like the NBA only wants the Celtics and Lakers to make the NBA final. I would always hear that, you know, or – Oh, yeah. And I'm like, really? We had a couple like Detroit San Antonio's in there. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, San Antonio was in like five finals. Yeah, okay? that, that doesn't help San the Antonio. NBA at all. They, they're always in the damn thing. Nobody wants yeah. San Antonio. The Knicks haven't been good in decades. Believe me, right. it's not that rigged. OK, it just <laughs> isn't that rigged. And yet these fans go, it's, you know, and I, I hate it because these refs. I mean, it's brutal being a ref. Yeah. It's brutal. Right. You see it. Uh, you At least you were in a sport, Pat, with your kids and swimming where it's like you won the race, you didn't win the race. But, right. like, I see people yelling at the refs at soccer games. I'm like, do you – these are 10-year-olds. Okay, exactly yeah. what level of referee are you expecting to ref the right. 10-year-old soccer game? Exactly. Okay, I mean, the guy's out here getting some exercise. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to ref the game. I'm assuming he's trying his best. He's probably going <laughs> to blow it. Who can like come on, man? Right. Like the ref is every bit as qualified as the coaches, probably. Or, or the ten year olds. People, these are parents volunteering their time yeah. to do or, something. Well, yeah, you know? or they're like parents who used to have kids in soccer and they want to stick around it yeah. or something, or they used to play soccer. They're as qualified as the ten year olds. That's how they're yeah. precisely as qualified as these kids <laughs> who screw up everything anyway. Oh my god, it's just uh, it's too much on it. I, I've had enough of the. I've not had enough of the. Uh, the deal now. The Saints fans are are claiming they're going to boycott watching the Super Bowl. Good for them. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> no, I I don't think they will because all of these boycotts of the NFL really haven't panned out to be what they were supposed to be. And B, if you do, well, guess what? They're going to play without you. It's okay. It's I mean, please. That's I just see now the Times Picayune has actually uh, they're making <laughs> T-shirts out of their refing unbelievable 
head front page headline. So they're they're actually now making money off of the fan outrage. It's tough Good days for, for local newspapers. You got to make your buck yeah. where you can get it. <laughs> That's right. You got to exactly. make your buck where you can get it. But yeah, it kind of leads you down the well. Um, it, and it kind of leads itself to partisanship. I know it's kind of fun, and everyone in New Orleans is against it, but. You actually kind of need the newspaper to be like, well, you know, here, here's here's a little bit of perspective, at least perhaps. Right. Although I don't know if newspapers are ever that way. Do you think? Do you think Roger Goodell instantaneously buzzed down when he saw that receiver open on that route and said, uh, "Go ahead and run him over because we're not going to throw the flag." I mean, we need LA to conspiracy win. He went down. Yeah, we yeah. need we need you, Mister Referee, to have your life ruined. Yes. Okay. Have your your family immediately start dealing with harassment at home. If you mm-hmm. happen to own a business, you yeah. know, that's the thing. Like, uh, what did Higgins own? Like a roofing company or something? Like, Yeah, a roofing company. And the Kentucky fans gave him so many negative reviews on Facebook or on whatever yeah. that they had to take down the site because it ruined their rating. Uh, I mean, and yeah, harassing voicemail calls to the business and to the house. Right. And all the guys I mean, trying to do is run a roofing business in Omaha. Like, this is not exactly yeah. like a high-profile gig. <laughs> no. To me, he's scrapping by. And, I mean, you know, he's doing fine, I'm sure. But, you know, this is not uh, – come on. Yeah, it's, 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 it's absurd. So, you're going to ruin all of that just because the NFL wants what they consider maybe a half a point more of a TV rating because we got L.A. in the thing. And yeah. Roger Goodell is going to risk imprisonment. <laughs> Right. Federal federal violations out the wazoo all Mm -hmm. because of this. You know, no, (laughs) not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. Here was my favorite uh, college football story of the last uh, couple weeks from our buddy Bruce Feldman at the athletic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big, big. The big hand wringing is Alabama can't keep an assistant coach. Um, And I don't know whether it's hard to work there. Remember Saban famously when he was at Michigan State, he left Michigan State for LSU and he sent a plane back to East Lansing and said, all of the assistants that want to come with me to LSU, get on the plane. And the plane flew back empty. And so everyone was like, heck no, I don't want to work for this guy. (laughs) Exactly. They stayed and worked for Bobby Williams, I believe, at Michigan State. And they were all fired within three years. Real good thinking. Good job. Real good career choices. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. everybody who works for Saban ends up a head coach, you know. Uh, so it ends up working out. But, yeah, good thinking. Um, but, anyway, uh, this is quite a story. And it really has not been disputed by anyone to the, to the true facts. Uh, four days after the title game in Tuscaloosa, uh, here's, here, I'm going to read this. Alabama was about to have its regular morning football staff meeting when Saban noticed someone was missing. Where... Hey, where's Dan? Saban asked staffers, according to people with knowledge of the meeting, in reference to Dan Enos, the Tide quarterback coach had just been promoted to offensive coordinator because Mike Loxley left. Much of the staff was on the road recruiting, but Saban and Enos were supposed to interview an offensive line candidate, blah, blah, blah. Where's Dan? Uh, okay, down here. Uh, they do it. And then finally he goes, there was no sign of Enos and the things about to start, and we know Saban wants to be propped. Where the blank is Dan? Several staffers knew the answer to their boss's questions. Word had already spread. 50-year-old Enos was headed to Miami to become offensive coordinator and quarterback coach under Manny Diaz. No one in the room wanted to break the news to Saban, <laughs> which I don't blame. 
One staffer yeah. <laughs> scrambled to check if Enos was in his office, which they knew he wasn't. It was empty, save for a pencil on the desk. He left the pencil. Um, uh, and he's gone. And a great quote. He moved out like the Colts, said one person with knowledge of the matter. So Dan Enos ghost, just ghosts Nick Saban. You're supposed to be, you're the new offensive coordinator in Alabama, and you just, you don't just quit. You just leave. You don't even disappear. have the courage to tell Nick Saban face-to-face. You're 50 years old, man. <laughs> this is like <laughs> a kid quitting the job as the fry, work on the fryer later at Burger King. Just be like, yeah, I ain't going, I ain't going in tonight. I ain't going back to that Burger King. I'm right. 15, 16 years old or something. What the heck is this, Pat? Can you imagine just ghosting? Are you just I maybe mean, Pete ghosted us? I don't know he just didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, Pete, I, he did fire off a text like I, two I did, minutes yeah, before did, we started. He did more than Dan Enos. He did more. It would have been Enos. a better Enos move if he had just just not shown. Okay, and then yeah. would you have had the courage as the staffer to tell Saban the bad news, or would you have faked? Wouldn't you end up getting in more trouble because eventually he's going to find out you knew and, he, and you went and did yeah. a fake recon mission? Yeah, that's when that's when he calls you all in and like executes you or something. Yeah, this story I mean, could not have gone over well because Saban looks like a clown in this thing, and Saban never looks like a like you know. This is right. I mean, I could, Alabama's going to be fine. I, Danny Enos is not the difference, but Saban doesn't. This is embarrassing. Like, but I think it's embarrassing for Enos. It is. And he tweeted something to the effect that he said, I would never take another job without informing my other employers. But then somebody else came back and said that basically said Bruce's uh, uh, rendition of what happened was was accurate, that that he absolutely cleaned out his office after dark, after everyone had left and did not show at the meeting. So... You know, what exactly the truth is, I, I don't think he, uh, it was a very clean break, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, the, you want to be, yeah, the person that delivers that news to Saban, no thank you. It reminds me of the, you know, the oft-used, and this is this is not a Hitler comparison, but the Hitler clip that gets clowned a lot where the generals have to break in bad news about where his army's losing. Oh, yeah. It's like, you, you never yeah. want to be that general, you know, and when you're informing uh, Nick Saban of bad news. I don't think wasn't in Star Wars. Didn't like one of the didn't the Emperor keep killing the the generals? Like he could like mind yeah. trick them. <laughs> yeah, like he could yes. just make their their arteries close. Yeah, <laughs> don't bring in the bad news. Um, That's it. Yeah, I, no. I I I I don't know. I mean, I I'm I'm baffled that. I mean, at some point you gotta you you gotta just. I don't even want to say man up, adult up, teenager up. Right. Yeah. Like I would yeah. be, I would not allow one of my kids, or, you know, I think it would be bad form for a 16 year old to do that. But I Absolutely. get it. But I get it. You're 16. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the Burger King. you're a 50 year old, well-paid adult. And, uh, and he, the guy just promoted you. Yeah. Right. And you're going to take, make, take, make a lateral move, actually a lower move. Cause you're going to Miami. It's not Alabama. So, it does make you. I mean, the the uh, the other takeaway, other than Dan Enos needs to man up, is, man, it really must be hard working for him. You know, it just it cannot be a picnic. Uh, the, the, the staff turnover has been remarkable in the past few years there, and I know some guys have moved on because they've gotten head coaching jobs or gotten promotions elsewhere, but a lot of guys have left to leave. 
Why? So that's got to say something. Why wouldn't you stay and just gut it out for a couple years? I mean, you have everything you want. Right. They, I don't Tua's know. Tua's coming back. Incredible offense. Yeah. You, your recruiting is easier. I mean, you still got to recruit top players. You got every bell and whistle, every bit of facility. And people are like, oh, well, you get to live in Miami. These coaches, they remember, yeah, it's like the <laughs> Pittsburgh guy. He didn't even leave the office. <laughs> right. Guys no, aren't they lounging don't... around on the beach. Hell no. They, they, you know, that may be like a two to four week lifestyle advantage per year. That's about it. Maybe. You know? Yeah. That, even that might be stretching it. Couple but... day, yeah, a couple days here and there, but you could you could probably get Alabama to throw in uh, you know, some free use of the private plane and gun down a Sure. It's just not I mean, I and it, you know, if you were gonna go and live like you had kids or something and you're like, I don't wanna go, I got my kids in school or I mean, you know, you just I don't want to live in Alabama, I guess, or something. But I mean, again, they don't live. It's fifty. Yeah. They don't. You don't. You're not look. Ah, oh, get to South Beach. Be out at the night. Cl- no, you're right. a Clevelander. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, a coach's no. office with Manny Diaz, hoping this works. When you right. can sit there and stay with Saban until whenever. That's the thing, and that you know, and that again, like you said, you're, you've got all those same guys to play with that made Mike Loxley into a. Power five head coach. Dan Enos, that could be you next year. You know, you put up 50 points a game. You win 14 games. Somebody's going to come and probably offer you a head coaching job. But nope, he's out of there. It's very interesting. Very, very strange. All right. Interesting uh, game last week. Duke, Virginia. Uh, once again, the Zion Williams show. Williamson show is just everything in college basketball. He's uh, just must must watch. The NBA is obsessed with them. You know, stop trying for Zion is the new uh, <laughs> mantra. Um, yeah, he, he he's just phenomenal. Scotty Pippen came out. Uh, the great Scotty Pippen came out and encouraged Zion to shut it down. You're going to be number one pick. You've got the shoe deal. Stop playing for Duke and risking injury, and just it's you've done. College has done whatever it needed to do for you. Uh, you uh, disagreed with that. You were at the Virginia game. Uh, what's your take on this? Uh, your column was excellent on it, but why don't you just uh, articulate it for us, Pat? Yeah, I, I just I, I just look at this and say, this guy's having a great time. He's having fun, and basketball is going to be his livelihood, and it's probably never going to be as this fun again. You know, you're playing in Cameron Indoor Stadium, this unbelievable venue. You're playing for one of the all-time great coaches, maybe the greatest coach in the history of the game. 9,000 people are in there absolutely, like, worshiping you. Your teammates are having a blast around you. Everything is fun and easy. Why would you possibly walk away from this? The risk of injury is there every time you play basketball. And I know he's – I understand somewhat of what Pippen's saying. You're closer to the finish line here. You're the payment line, I guess I would say, at the draft here. You've got a couple of months where you could get hurt and and that could be jeopardized. But I, boy, I would not give this up. It's going to be a job soon enough. It's going to be high pressure soon enough. That's not to say there's, it's without pressure right now, but still, it's a job. You're going to be in a locker room with guys that are anywhere from, you know, they, there'll be some that'll be near your age, but most of them be 5, 10, even 15 years older. You won't have the same peer group. They leave and they go home to their families uh, you leave and where are you going and what are you doing and who are you doing it with? You're going to be in a strange city. You're going to be on a team that's going to lose a lot because he's going to be the first or second pick. 
Uh, I would not rush into that lifestyle. Let's say it's not a bad lifestyle. He's going to make millions and millions of dollars. It's going to be all good. But but it's pretty good right now, even without getting as much money. I would I would not run away from that if I were Zion Williamson. That's for sure. You know, I actually I I, I get Pippen's point um, and all of that, obviously. And I'm usually everyone's got to do what's best for them and their family and all this. I actually think. Zion is not at risk of injury. Uh, not that he can't get injured. It would have to be, I don't know what the injury could possibly be sustained that would not make him um, a top three pick. Right. I, and, I, and I want to be, I don't want to, like, it's like bad karma to put out there. But even if he, even if he, you know, injured his knee and would, okay, like an ACL tear that happens or a, or a, or an Achilles, right? That are, you're out a year. So what? I yeah. mean, Blake Griffin uh, was out a year, right? Was he, was, was that after he was the number one pick or whatever? He got number one pick, then got injured, missed it. But yeah. You come back. Like, sure. The, I mean, this guy, look, they can repair knees really well these days. I think really the one well. risk of Zion Williamson is this is the one, the one thing I look at him as the number one pick is, We've never seen a guy this big jump this high. Right. Okay. Can his knees hold up? Is this a guy who's going to have five years? Is this guy going to have 15? Or, right. or, you know, I don't know. Nobody has any idea. There's just nothing in any data on this. Guys this big don't jump like this. So <laughs> that's the one thing. Like, can the tendons hold up? I don't know. Maybe. I hope they do because this guy's. I can't like I love it now, and I can't wait till he's playing eighty-two of them. Um, yeah. But I don't think there's anything that could happen other than just an immense tragedy that would even I'd still be like, eh, or maybe we don't take him one, but boy, we might. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. And Nike's going to give him the a money. A blown knee is not knocking him out of the first he's, round. He's not gone, even coming close. Not out of the if top have, five. No, if you have a Gordon Hayward sort of injury, that may make people pause a little longer, but... Yeah, but he's know, back. I, yeah, he's back. I, again, like, I actually think he's gone past the, the 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 crucible here. Like, he's just over the hill. It's like, ah, he's hurt. Not going to play next year, but we're getting him in two years. Great. Let's stop trying again so we get help for Zion. Like, let's, let's get another number one pick. Like, I'd take him anyway, so... I actually think in this case, it doesn't apply. I get the point, but I, I really like your point and like, all right. And, and this is why I think it's particularly for, for Zion. Like not everything is money. You're going to make a lot of money. Okay. Now, you know, now right. Zion Williamson's like Anthony, da like I saw this thing, Anthony Davis's next contract. He could sign, he could stay in New Orleans for like $239 million. It's like the, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, well, you, he can go to like the Lakers for, I don't know, whatever. And he was just sort yeah. of like, well, at some point, you know, it's all a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> like, well, okay, I only made 189 million and get the 239. Uh, okay. Okay. 50 extra million. I mean, I, look, not a problem I've ever dealt with I, the day I turned down 50 million extra, but still Zion's going to be fine. Like if yeah. he, if he hurts himself tomorrow, he's not all of a sudden going to spend the rest of his life in in abject poverty um no. and, and he could always just get a duke education too i mean he, he's fine I just think there's there is that risk. terrible fallback yeah the degree. terrible fallback yeah. of just going to duke and, yeah. and being a hero i mean so uh in this case nah man play it out i, I agree yeah. it's totally different nba look M nba is a lot of fun no everyone would love to be in the sure. nba 
but it is different. And I, I, I was not a college athlete like this. I can only imagine how fun, just fun oh. it is. And all those Duke guys, the Kentucky guy, even though they're only there a year, like, like Duke calls it the brotherhood, I think. And right. Kentucky's La Familia. And like, there is a yeah. connection, like that bond of that crazy year. They're all together. It, it yeah. is, is much more than you would have thought. Uh, it is. And I wonder if going pro as early as they do almost somehow sharpens the appreciation for that. Like, man, huh, that one year was really fun, you know, before it becomes a job. Yeah, that's it. All right. So I, I, uh, I agree with you there. All right. Another column you're working on in college uh, athletics. I think you're writing this column, um, yeah. which I also was intrigued by. It, and I, you, you came up, you had a good framing of this um, college gymnastics. Cause Hey, why not? Right. We're going to talk some college gymnastics. Uh, explain the situation with uh, UCLA's Caitlin Ohashi. Is that how you say her name? I believe. That's it. Okay. Yes. Gymnast and, for UCLA. Uh, yeah. UCLA gymnast. Uh, very good gymnast. Very good program um, at UCLA. And they, uh, uh, she, she did a routine. And I think it was, it might have been their first meet here of the 2019 season. And uh, just just killed this routine. And you would know this better than I would because you cover gymnastics in the Olympics. But apparently it was, it was an excellent routine. But beyond that, this thing went crazy viral. I think I saw something about like 39 million viewings of the, the YouTube. Uh, Stephen Colbert was talking about it. Jay Billis was tweeting about it. You know, it went far beyond certainly. Yeah, 39 million views of the video of the routine. The far beyond the even really kind of like it's like your AFC average. championship game viewership. Yeah, yeah uh, it's right. Yeah, right. And so, but what went along with this, and a lot of the framing of why this was so awesome and so popular is the joy that she showed while she was doing this. She was smiling, she was grinning, she was dancing a little bit to the music in between this floor exercise routine, which is part of the deal. And so that got me really thinking, uh, and this is a matter of fact, here's the lead from the, the, the Los Angeles Times story about it. Caitlin Ohashi's smile filled her face as she danced across the blue floor. Her bob cut bounced with each movement in her now famous floor routine. Blah, 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 blah. What if she didn't smile? What if she approached that routine like Tom Brady approaches a football game or LeBron James approaches a basketball game or Tiger Woods approaches a round of golf. Very serious, dead serious face, game face, intensity, all the things that are lauded in male athletes. Would people have still thought this was such a great thing? Or is it because women are expected to be so fun and happy that this is uh, this is why this thing has taken off because nobody pays attention to non-Olympics gymnastics, but all of a sudden this thing has blown up to a crazy degree, and I'm wondering if it's because we want women athletes to be smiley and happy as opposed to just being intense athletes. What do you think? I uh, agree completely with with your take here. Um, I do. I think it's a double standard on female athletes. Um, and what I would say about this. You do get it also in men's figure skating to a slight lesser degree, though. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say about figure skating and gymnastics and a couple other sports, and I've written this column a few times, uh, and I just said it wrong. And bear with me. Figure skating and gymnastics are not sports. 
Okay. They are <laughs> right. They are. They require. And hold on. They require immense athletic ability. If you are participate in these activities or these competitions or whatever that you want to call them, you are an insane athlete. The, the, the single hardest thing, the two hardest things I've ever seen anybody attempt in athletics is the balance beam. Okay. Mm-hmm. The girls balance beam, women's balance beam, uh, is literally insane. If you're that thing is so thin and you were watching these, I've, I've covered four Olympic gymnastics. I've covered national gymnastics championships, all sorts of gymnastics. It's absolutely nuts what they can do on this balance beam. The hardest yeah. thing I've ever seen. The most pressurized thing I've ever seen is the long skate in Olympic figure skating four minutes, mm. you alone on an ice and you've got to do all these jumps and you've got to land them all. And the sport is so hard. They get all the best people from all around the world. They get some, you know, here's this woman, uh, you know, from, from, from uh, you know, Siberia. She's been inside a factory just training for all 18 years of her life. And then we got the, 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 the South Korean and we got, like, they bring them all in and they do the competition and everybody falls but one and she wins the gold medal. Like it's so yeah. hard. No one can do it. And the only one that can do it, you're the world champ. That's how hard it is. And yep. so the pressure, it's, it's incredible what they can do. But anytime it involves judging and style points and you wear makeup and you have to smile and your outfit matters, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, they'd be the ugliest, meanest looking, but you run <laughs> or you swim and you hit the thing. LeBron yeah. James, it doesn't matter. And that's, I think, where the real double standard is. But I, but they, it's just particularly on female athletes, and it's, it's, and for some reason, it's often like it's applauded. Like, and and this is great. I'm not picking on uh, on Caitlin here. Great job, and you should, you know, it's it's a joyous competition. Like you go out, and I performed, and I just rocked it. It's a dance, but it's not. I don't know what quite what it is. And, it, and it's unfortunate when like, yeah, she's smile. If she's not smiling, like Simone Biles should not have to smile. Right. Like Simone, and she no. may not have to, because she's so much ahead of everyone else. But if you can do the quadruple flip or whatever we're calling it, you do it. That's what, yeah. that's all that really should matter. Not, oh, I really like her leotard. Like that just shouldn't, <laughs> right. but it factors in with these judges. And yeah. that's where the problem no, that's, is. Yeah. No, that's my problem with judge sports, but particular you mentioned it too, gymnastics and figure skating where it's more a performance, a production, an entertainment value. And it, it's makeup, it's music, it's outfit, and it's smiling or not. And it's like, wow, I, just, uh, I want no part of that. And I, I do think that it's especially a premium that's put on, on women athletes. And when, when all of a sudden everybody is suddenly paying attention to a, a, a very excellent gymnastics routine, uh, what else went along with this beyond the fact that she nailed all of her tricks? It's, I think it's clearly, well, look, there's a smiley, pretty woman. And I, I think that's a bit of a double standard. Well, and you know, this was like the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan oh, thing. Oh yeah. Right. The most famous. I figures. covered that one. Yeah. And, and Nancy, uh, Nancy Kerrigan was taller and more, you know, her, her, her sweet, you know, she looked better in, in figure skating. I don't want to say who was better mm-hmm. looking cause it's up to you, but, um, and, 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 um, Tanya was more athletic and, and, and powerful and stuff like that. And so she could never quite beat her. Like it wasn't. So she tried to club her out. So it's really all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, 
You wanted that covering that story at the '94 Olympics was gold. I wish I'd I mean, been there. Uh, daily, it would have been so in the Wetzel Wheelhouse. Let ah, me tell you, it would have been. We were happy every day. Every I would day. have been so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I want to get to uh, this story. Um. Because I, 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 I don't know if this woman listens to the podcast, but she should. This feels like our kindred spirit. Um, <laughs> a woman has been banned from Walmart after authorities said she rode around the parking lot in an electric cart while drinking wine. Okay. <laughs> now, there is a lot in that sentence. There is. Okay. And, 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 and that doesn't even tell half the story, Pat. Okay. okay. Tell me more. Let me call up the Times Record News. This is the real thing. Um, yeah, it's like uh, Wichita Falls. Was yeah, Wichita Falls. Yeah. The Times Record News of Wichita Falls. They were all over this story. Christopher Walker. Good job. Um, yeah. Employees requested officers ban a woman from the local Walmart store. She reportedly been drinking wine from a Pringles can for several hours while riding <laughs> around an Olympic cart. Wait a minute. You brushed over the Pringles can part. Yeah. Pringles can. I forget. Right? <laughs> so several hours, this woman. And then here's the other kicker. They called the cops at 9 a.m. So she apparently got in there about 630 <laughs> in the morning. The Walmart at 2700 Central East Freeway uh, in the falls there. Um, good city, Wichita Falls. Good spot. I, I would not need to be... So she's drinking wine from a Pringles can while riding on the electric cart uh, in the parking lot. Um, so let's just let's start with this. Um, I think this was foolproof in a lot of ways. The Pringles can. I mean, you might have some residue dust or whatever, but <laughs> it has a top. It's like it's like a, it's like a to go cup. Yeah, that little top you can put back yes. on there. I assume she emptied the Pringles out. Wasn't like marinated. <laughs> Boy, I hope so. Marinated That's... Pringles. Um, why did they let her drive around for three hours on the car? <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I am dying to know from the from the standpoint of the workers, the shoppers. What I mean, like you're just watching this woman going around and around the parking lot for hours at a time with a a Pringles can, and she's. She's doing what? She's drinking out of the Pringles can? I mean, <laughs> she knows how to party. That's that's the way to spend a morning. You think she Again, woke an up? early morning. You think she woke up and decided to do early shopping, or she was coming in off the, the, the bender? Like, she had been to a I'd bar, think, then an yeah. after party, and then she's like, yeah. I just don't want to go home. I'm going to go to Walmart. What's open? What's open <laughs> in Wichita Falls? What's Walmart. open? Where can I go hang out? Where can I and, and get on a cart and just go joyride around the? Oh, it's Walmart fantastic. doesn't close. I, I think it was a continuation of the all night party. That's Ain't no closing guess. time at Walmart. That's right. That's right. So I do uh, for for I, I I would imagine the app the third shift crowd at Walmart can get pretty interesting because I know a dude who uh, basically he got <laughs> he got divorced. And she took the house and he got nothing. So he just drove around and would spend the night sometimes in hotels or, as he said, sometimes in the parking lot at Walmart. And he'd just go in and shop, you know, walk around from two to five or whatever, and then go sleep in his car. So you see all types. Yeah, I'm sure the late night Walmart crew. Um, (laughs) So my other favorite thing is getting banned from Walmart. (laughs) 
This would seem to be virtually impossible. <laughs> now, I shop at Walmart, so believe me, I'm not uh, looking down on, on my – I'm really commenting on my fellow Walmart mm-hmm. customers sometimes. Your people. My, yeah, I mean, I've been – I go to Walmart as much – maybe not as much as the uh, next guy, but I go. Um, let's just say, and, and I throw myself in – Walmart's the place, like, it's 1 in the morning – and and you need something and it's like okay i gotta go to Walmart. like we're a disheveled mess you don't you know like i think like you go to like those high-end malls and you'll see like some women like all dressed up to go to like nordstrom's and try on oh, sure. like nobody sure. does that at walmart come as you are baby like you just go you just at the walmart so we're and and like you said there's guys wandering around in there trying to work off a buzz or kill time there's People trying to stay warm. I don't know what we're doing in there. You can just want you just walk around Walmart to get banned. If none of the <laughs> other people I have ever seen at Walmart have not been clearly have not been banned. <laughs> and then do they have like face wreck? Is this like a casino? Like they <laughs> tell me she can't go to another Walmart. They're gonna catch her. Yeah, you over there I, you in the uh, in the clothing section. <laughs> you're the pringles lady <laughs> yeah they're gonna put up the uh you know the posters like if you see this person you know please call the authorities get <laughs> Wal- call the walmart, walmart you know cops walmart cops top walmart 10 security most wanted walmart uh i'm the, looking here uh the, like the officers found okay. her at a nearby restaurant when the, yeah. the Poli- wichita falls police responded and she by that point they had no crime I mean, I guess you could get her for public drinking, but it, they had no proof. Um, and so they just notified her she had been barred from the Walmart location. Maybe it just says Walmart location, so maybe she could go to another Maybe. Walmart. So she. I'm looking here, like, Wichita Falls isn't far from Lawton, Oklahoma, so she could maybe cross state lines and go to the <laughs> Lawton Walmart, you know, <laughs> do her riding around there. Hey, uh, what are you know. doing Sunday? I was going to go to Walmart, and I don't know not Wichita Falls one. <laughs> I go to Lawton. Yeah. <laughs> the Pringles can, though, that just puts it over the, the top. The Pringles that can is... was ingenious. Yeah. First off, you get some carbs, you carb load a little bit. <laughs> okay, she clearly had needed something to soak up some booze. Then yep. you got the, you put the cap on it. Yeah, exactly. It's got no a cap. Spill. It was meant to go. Pringles are meant to be carried around. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm going to look up. Let me look up how much a Pringles can cost versus like a Yeti cup, which costs you know, like 50 bucks. Hell yeah. This is the you Yeti know? cup for the rest of us. Yeah. This is not a Pringles can. It's $1.99 or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, um, this is where I think this woman needs an agent. So maybe if you are this woman, you and the, and the Bud Light Bandit, first off, we need to get you two together. I don't know if either of you two have <laughs> relationships. I don't want to break up. I don't want to be the home wrecker. But possibly, I see a connection. Okay, I'm, it's like eHarmony. <laughs> I see, I see personality yeah. trends <laughs> that I think would work. I have a very sophisticated system of answering questions. Like you know, I think they these two should get together and get married and create babies that will be super drunks <laughs> of Texas. But the uh, Yahoo College Sports Podcast matchmaking service now in full effect. So my uh, thought is this woman should should embrace it and, and she could actually make money on appearances and stuff like that. I mean, who doesn't want to meet the, the Pringles wine woman? Right? I do. Everyone wants to meet her. And along this line, uh, the branch, a bar I, in Houston. 
just found this story. She's Amazing. honoring. They are honoring her. Uh, for three bucks, you get a a, a some boxed uh, Chablis or Merlot in a Pringles can. That is so, so you awesome. can sit in the bar and drink wine out of a Pringles can. Um, the, uh, the apparently they wash out the flavored dusting of whatever you got. Also, with these regular Pringles, was it the sour cream and onion? Yeah, uh, spicy. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of unanswered questions here. I want to know. Yeah. I just uh, some of these people they don't they're missing their moment of fame. Yeah. You should be on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you could turn these. We have enough people who are famous for doing nothing. This woman earned it. Absolutely, she inspired us all. All of our all of us Walmart shoppers are never walking by the Pringles line, Pringles uh, <laughs> aisle, or the wine section ever again and thinking, huh? I yeah. personally hadn't put those two together. <laughs> I hadn't been innovative. I hadn't been forward thinking enough. I had just bought, I probably bought Pringles and bought wine at Walmart. I never thought. It's like someone has to do this. Someone invented peanut butter and jelly. Someone, someone was on their game and just came up with this. Sure. These are the secret geniuses of America. <laughs> she might be an absolute pioneering taste genius. If somebody would just give her the chance. Come on. The wine, the, the, the bar has got the small Pringles. Yeah, for three bucks, I'm not sure that's a great deal. But I love the spirit of it. But I'll I mean, say. she ought to be able to get a thousand dollar appearance fee. Good. Oh, if you, you knew kidding? she was there and you lived in Houston, I'm going. Heck yeah, <laughs> I'm going. All right. <laughs> Clearly, we're out of topics. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Pete maybe will be joining us if he remembers that there's a show. <laughs> Please subscribe. Keep listening. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us in the off season. Take care.